Blog Talk Radio. providing that wonderful healthy tip of the day and thanks Seven Angels Music for providing the music that plays under Medea healthy tip of the day we're going to look forward to hearing more from Seven Angels as time goes along welcome thank you for taking a moment of your time and sitting with us tonight at the Keys 107 as we attempt to open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love peace and happiness I am your host Sister Rafika and tonight The Keys 107 continues our series on women in business and those who are making things happen in celebration of the woman. Tonight we highlight the financial as it relates to business and the entertainment keys. Songwriter and businesswoman Brandi Jackson takes a moment out of her production schedule and drops by around 6 p.m. Then following Brandi, marketing expert Carolyn Marsh comes over around 7 p.m. to help us open doors, turn the key, and explore the world of marketing from a business and personal standpoint. Let me take a moment and introduce you to our first guest. Brandy Jackson is the vice president of His and Hers, Inc. That's His with a Z and Hers with a Z, Inc. A songwriter and music production company based in Chicago, known for producing jingles, soundtracks, and songs. Her company, Top of the Line Models, books models for fashion, special events, and our event planners. 
Her company's songwriting, her company's songwriters, and herself are featured in the upcoming reality TV show, The Writers. That's a writers with a Z. Rumble. The Writers Rumble, debuting early April on Punch TV. Well, welcome, Brandy. Welcome to the Keys 107, and thank you for taking time to drop by. And more so, thank you for taking time out of your production schedule. Thank you. I know you're on the set right now. Welcome, Brandy. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Beautiful this is amazing. Intro. It, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> this is amazing because... um. It's amazing because I know that you're actually on the set right now, so I'm going to do my best to keep you on point so we can get you in and get you out. But I know there's a lot of people on the line waiting to hear from you. And I just want to go with some background stuff. Um, just tell us how you got started. Okay. You know what? I actually started, um, it all started with ETA when I was younger, maybe about the age of five. And years later, I would say, Going into the 90s, the late 90s, I was trained at Fashion Connection, and that's when I got my first chance to teach runway. And from that opportunity there, that's when I went into uh, more so the talent development side and music. So music had always been there since I was, I would say, maybe kindergarten, even that early. I wrote my first song. It was about rainbows, Rainbow Connection. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> and I look back and I say, what was I thinking when I was that young? What was I thinking about? That was awesome. But um, that was a great opportunity. And just throughout the years, people used to tell me that, you know, this it's no money in that, it's a bad business to be in, a lot of swindlers. But I said pretty much this between last year and this year that I would dive a little bit more further into it just to explore my passion for many years. Um. In 2006, that's when I opened up Top of the Line Models because I partnered with a photographer by the name of Chicago Larry. You may have uh, seen him on VH1. (laughs) That's right, Chicago Larry. And he has a a really eccentric view on everything. But one thing he did have was a lot of models, and he didn't know exactly what to do with them. So when we partnered, I said, you know, instead of referring people to these opportunities, as a, on a referral basis, let's go ahead and make a, a booking opportunity. Let's book the models instead. A lot of times they would go on the set, they would promise pay, they don't get pay, or they went on the set and they were expecting it to be a music video and it would turn into a party. <laughs> so mm. it was just they, they needed representation. Yeah. So, right, and they needed representation. That's how I started it, and it, it really formed as a faith-based agency just to, you know, promote beautiful black women as well as Caucasian. Now, were you modeling before you got into the the management of the models? I was. I was actually modeling uh, with Sears and uh, the fashion connection that I had mentioned to you a little bit earlier. And Mm -hmm. I did that for about, um, I would say, three years. Okay. Okay, now yes. I just got to ask. Um, it's, it's not in my schedule of questions, but which do you prefer? Or do you prefer to be a model or managing models? Oh, that is a good question. Now, because I am a creative spirit, I would say I prefer to model too, but I like to see other people progress as well. Okay. So it's it's really a tough choice to say that I would do one over the other. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Now, when you and I first spoke, we, we had a, a conversation about trends in modeling as far as black women are concerned. And, you know, one of the questions that I definitely want to talk about, now that we don't have a lot of time together, I know, because you've got to jump back on the set, but if we right. could talk a little bit about um, has the perception of, of beauty, of a beautiful black woman changed in the modeling industry, you know, as opposed to it with, to the to the, um, the model who looks very, um, what I, I don't know what even the, is the right word for that, so I'm going to just let you take it from here. <laughs> okay, yes. You know, it has changed. You have two different worlds that seem to blend together, and they have, they, they're blending the best of both worlds, which is the urban models versus uh, the European, okay? Uh, we always have the high fashion, the high couture, but when you go into the urban models, it's really celebrating and respecting the curves that black women have mm-hmm. and saying that you don't have to go to all ends to remove those curves to fit a certain image. So, mm-hmm. so you're talking size-wise. Correct, size-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Right. And some women, they respect that some women are able to change and alter their bodies to fit it because they are creative spirits and they like to promote and advertise as well. But now it's more so respecting um, the fullness of the lips, you know, the curve, the unique bone structure that African-American women do have. So that is, that's the difference. They blend those together. It's even an example of someone putting on a fashion week. They wanted to put the two together. So they had the high fashion and then they have the urban couture. So you can kind of so you, see how they want to celebrate the both worlds. Do you get calls with the specific guidelines? Like I'm looking for a full-lipped, um, natural hair black woman, or does the call come in and say, I need, a, I need a black woman? And I know we're talking marketing, so. Right. So the call can come in as anything. It could be short hair, and the challenge for us sometimes is, Non-permed, virgin hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As you know, they'll ask for African-American women with virgin hair, and I I, I can tell you there are a dime a dozen. There are plenty of women out there, but to find them that are already models is difficult, and they are rare. So I can can say that as a good example. Uh, But they will call, and they are very specific. They are very specific. Okay. Yes. Well, what are some of the obstacles that you face, um, not so much as a model, but more so managing the agency, and how did you overcome some, that? Right. Uh, some of those op- some of those obstacles will be um, since I am a little younger, and I look younger, people not taking it seriously, taking mm. business seriously, and also wanting to uh, sign off on a contract. A lot of people like to do verbal agreements. That's and you know as as well as I know that if it's not on paper, it never happened. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so what do you do it when never... they come at you that way? <laughs> you know, that's I can get a chance to differentiate um, where that that client is going. If they don't want to sign a contract, I know they have bad intentions, or that they they plan on possibly not holding up on some of the terms. And unfortunately, to lose out on business. It's sad, but the risk that's involved because you're involving other people, other bodies that come, they look to you to get them the best mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. And for them to say, well, you sure you, did, you, you sure you know? 
you have to be sure. You know, are you okay. sure they want five nine models? And are you sure I'll get paid in thirty days? So those are, those are some of the main questions. So what do you do when you, when when a, an agency that has called you that wants to use one of your models doesn't want to sign the contract? What do you do? Okay. In that situation, I will tell them, you know, this is our proper procedure. Now, if we don't sign a contract, we have to at least agree to an email confirmation, and we both have to confirm that email. So we'll have a paper trail. So at the worst, mm-hmm. at least we know that can stand up in court. Okay. And that's, yep. We did talk about, you know, how the uh, Internet has changed how people do business today, but I want to go into a little bit of branding, brandy. <laughs> I had to throw that in because you are the brand. You're the brandy. Yes. Just talk about the importance of marketing yourself and, and branding um, your your service or your company or yourself. Okay, yes. Yeah. So the importance of marketing yourself is, is that's where people sell first. They buy first from you as an individual. So they have to be inspired something about you personally because you can you can look at five different people and there'll be that one person in that same lineup that you you buy that product from they can say the same script they can wear the same business suit mm. but there's one person that you'll connect with or you'll believe and they inspire you and you'll buy that product from them so you know branding yourself how you come off to different people, how you build your character, your brand, the colors behind it, the slogan, the motto is uh, very important. And I try to stay positive in how I brand myself, and I'm very uh, fun and down to earth, so I like to, you know, keep that, you know, abreast as well. So how should somebody go about branding themselves? I would say first sit down and find out your best features about yourself, your top features, uh, your your best characteristics and skills, and highlight those. Bring those out and create an out of the out of box experience. So if you know you're very good with words, somehow you will want to have a you know do some kind of wordplay with a flyer, or maybe do a video with wordplay, something funny, something catchy. But you just want to highlight the best of yourself and create a character from that. That's nice. And marketing, like that. you know, of course, yes. And, you know, and marketing comes right after that. You may have to have a team for that or mm-hmm. using social media. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up the modeling part, and I just want you to give some advice to some people who are some women who might be interested in going into the modeling industry. Okay. What advice? Mm-hmm. My advice is don't pay upfront fees. If the company initially pushes you to purchase something, Research it a little bit more. Nine times out of ten, it's not exactly what you think. An agency doesn't get paid until you get paid. The only thing that you should invest in is photographs for yourself, and you should not be required to photograph with a particular photographer. Uh, be safe. Don't go anywhere on your own, you know, without a weapon, you know, something, at least mace, you know, just to keep yourself safe because, you know, times are a little bit different. Um, don't give up. Explore all of your options. Do a lot of research with Google. Put it out there, Facebook, uh, Model Mayhem, and just you know, really go to the networking events so that you can find reputable people, reputable people, and uh, just good referrals. 
Mm. So I think that's the best advice that I can give. Wow. That that was enough, too. I'm I'm ready to just pack it up now. That's enough. Wow. That was an excellent <laughs> point, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We're going to move right into it. And I, I just can't wait to talk to you about this because I didn't get a chance to talk to you when we first spoke about this um, title or the name of your company, um, His and Hers, Inc., with Z's. So where did the Z's come from instead of an S, like His, H-I-S? <laughs> Brandy? Did we lose Brandy? Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we're going to find where Brandy is. We'll be right back. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet, now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, back and uh where we were on the line speaking to Brandy Jackson who was getting ready to talk to us about her company his and her ink her songwriting company and uh Brandy is right now with her crew um of songwriters who are featured who are going to be featured in an upcoming uh reality TV show that will be premiering on Punch TV called um The Writers with a Z again The Writers Rumble and um she is actually in um on location taping a segment for the show. So she jumped out for a quick minute to talk to us and I know that the um the connection was a little bad and I think we did lose her, but in the meantime I'm going to give you a treat. Um Gramps Morgan, who is a member of the Keys family and that he's gonna have a show premiering coming up I think uh, the first week of August of um, April will be um, debuting his show called the Gramps Morgan Show, 
And uh, Gramps Morgan is a uh, reggae artist with the, with the group Morgan Heritage, and they're getting back together. They've been um, on hiatus for a little while, and Gramps did some solo stuff. But this song that I'm going to play for you is called Wash Away the Tears, and I'm going to try to get Brandy back so she can come up and finish up her part of our segment. And then Carol, Carol and Marsh will be joining us to talk about marketing and dig a little deeper into branding. So hold on, enjoy the song, Wash Away the Tears. My songs are not smiling songs, 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 songs. We shall be all right. Yeah, yeah. Don't you cry, don't you cry. Because yeah. I to wash away all the tears from my eyes. In times when the storm and the tides are Listeners, uh, Brandy is back, and uh, Brandy, before we lost connection, um, I was asking you, I don't know what, what you heard, I don't know exactly when you lost full connection with us, but uh, we began talking about, well, I was asking you, how did you get the name His and Hers, Inc., and where does the Z come from? Oh, okay. His and Hers, Inc., you know, that actually originated from uh, Rashawn Lyles from Quiet Storm. Mm. And um, a really good person to tell you a little bit about that is uh, okay. T. Shy Tillman. Uh-huh. But Rashawn Lyles, um, he pretty much thought of it as two people writing, you know, both of their ideas down from a man perspective as well as a woman's perspective and coming together, bring it down on the pen, on the pad. So those oh, join right. together. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's a songwriting company, right? Yes. Okay, now we we can actually um, just segue right into, because His and Hers, Inc. is an integral part of the uh, the writer's rumble reality right. series. So we could just go ahead and merge those two um, together. Are we still having some members of the, of the rumble crew come in and talk with us today? We do. I'm actually going to bring a couple back and forth because we're actually rotating in and out. Okay. Well, tell us about the Writer's Rumble in the meantime. Right. So basically the Writer's Rumble is awesome. Uh, first of all, it gives us a challenge of writing in a way that you've never seen it before. And for anybody that's listening, you're probably wondering, how do people create those hits? How do they come up with that idea? Because it's amazing. <laughs> you know, you miss, listen to uh, Marvin Gaye. You listen to Frankie Beverly and Mays. Joy and pain. Mm-hmm. It's it's so simple, but it's also the melody that brings everything out. So that's what makes it amazing. It's really the melody. If you say "Ah, joy and pain," it doesn't sound like joy and pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it has it has inflection in it to vibrate within your spirit. So, you know, with the Writer's Rumble, that's what we're bringing out. We're bringing out people's spirits, the challenge, the pressure of how to create these hits. Brandy, are you there? Yes. Okay, I can hear you. Okay. So, right. And it's just the pressure and also the chemistry between the different writers. 
that's what makes it difficult because you may not have chemistry with everyone. But if you can still work as a team before anything else, you can get the job done. So that's what the Writer's Rumble is all about. And then finding the top songwriter out of all of the teams. The teams are actually coming from L.A., Chicago, St. Louis, Miami, New York, and Philadelphia. So there'll be some new cities being picked up, and that'll be airing on Punch TV <laughs> coming in <laughs> April. Now, that's that's one of the questions that I definitely wanted to talk to you about. And um, how did you get it to Punch TV, and how did that whole idea of doing the reality show come about? Okay, so the idea of the reality show came from Fat House Entertainment, which is uh, Chanel Red, and she's been uh, in the business for many years. She actually wrote a hit for Destiny's Child, and and to me, she looks just like Faith Evans, <laughs> and and she knows. I'm like, oh, you remind me of Faith Evans. It's the same complexion and everything. Uh-huh. But she wanted to bring the opportunity for upcoming writers because she knew the struggle of starting and getting mm. her foot in the door. So that's exactly how uh, that became. And she wanted to just document the process of songwriting, how it starts, the struggle, the chemistry, everything, the challenge. So that was her mission. So you mentioned the word struggle. What are some of the struggles that a, that a songwriter faces? Okay. And you know what, that would be a good question for Tisha. He's actually the president of His and Hers, Inc., and I would like to introduce T-Shy, which is also Alex Tillman, T-Shy okay. Artist Management. And he'll get a chance to tell you about some of the struggles that happen uh, within the artistry. So he'll tell you, like, some of the struggles behind the scenes, executive producer, or just songwriting, period. Okay. And this is him. Okay, hold on one second. Hello. Hi, T-Shy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, good. So um, Brandy brought you on to talk a little bit about some of the struggles that an mm-hmm. artist can, uh, that, are, that a songwriter faces. Right. Well, um, you know, the song, a songwriter is faces a lot uh, when it comes to creativity. Um, a lot of songwriters don't realize that, you know, to write songs based on experiences that they actually uh, experience or you know, things around them, you know, and and those are the things that make good songs because people can relate to those things. Uh, When you just make fly-by-night songs or catchy hooks and different things like that, those songs are okay, but they don't have that longevity. So, uh, you know, here at uh, His and Hers, Inc., this is what we're doing. We we work with uh, educating songwriters to, uh, you know, knowing the elements to put into a song to have that longevity. Um, and we, we we base everything upon, you know, just pulling all these individuals together who have been through crazy struggles, you know, who has testimony of, um, you know, letdown and um, and songs being stolen from them and, uh, you know, a lot of things like that. And then just the whole collaboration thing is really the his and hers ink. Um, I base everything on, on the Barry Gordy grid, you know, how if you look – if you look at Motown, how it took several writers to write all those songs back mm-hmm. in the day. And and I think what was put together to write those songs was a combination of visionary individuals, you know, working together on a topic, you know, set to put together those records. So in His and Her Zinc, that's what we do. 
you know, we're a global writing and production company, but we have writers and producers all over the globe that's now coming into our situation of writing. And we use uh, social media um, outlets in, in, in terms of Ubu and Skype and different things like that. We're working on our own uh, web structure now where you just go to our web page and we have our own uh, uh, video conferencing and different things like that. Uh, but at the point when we started out, that's what we started to use. And we started to have sessions going in Germany and, you know, we in Chicago and other people in Los Angeles, and we all on this screen, and we're putting together masterpieces um, that landed us a placement situation with uh, Chanel Red, which is a five-time Grammy Award winning writer and producer uh, out of uh, New Jersey. Uh, she's with a company uh, called Fat House. Also, it was called Big Draws Music, where they wrote for numerous people, Luther Vandross, uh, uh, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, they had, I can go on. If you Google them, you know, you'll be surprised. So they gave us an opportunity by uh, submitting a few records to us, and in a matter of time, a contract came and said, listen, we want to be a part of what you're doing. We want you a part of what we're doing. And we've been working together now uh, for a year, and then uh, Chanel Red and myself decided to do a documentary and, and it turned into a reality show mm-hmm. uh, called The called the Writer's Rumble. I'm the associate producer of the Writer's Rumble. Chanel is executive producer. I'm a co-writer on the Writer's Rumble. Uh, so we put together the Writer's Rumble, and we, we brought the Chicago team out to um, New York, which is the uh, uh, His and Hers, Inc. So, and so we put the show together, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really 30 days. 30 days we had after, after editing and putting the deposit on YouTube, we had at least eight to nine uh, networks that were bidding on the show. Uh, we, we we now signed with Punch TV Network, um, and the reason we went with Punch is because we had more leverage. Being a premature situation with the show, we didn't want to get lost in the shuffle of the major outlets because the show wasn't completely put together. So with Punch picking us up prematurely, we decided, you know what, they're giving us an opportunity to keep our creative control, and that's what we really wanted because we had a lot of more ideas and elements to put into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're to the point that um, it airs next month. Uh, God is good. It airs next month, and uh, we're on our way right now. We're on the road. I mean, we packed in a van like the sardines, and we're on our way to film 10 more episodes uh, in New York. Uh, they'll be staying in a house in um, Everett, Pennsylvania. And so we've been moving around the Poconos a lot. Uh, studio sessions will be in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, we're, the audition today is going to be at uh, Jolisha's. It's in, uh, on Lenox Avenue, uh, 460 uh, Lenox Avenue. And that's going to be hot. That's in Harlem. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be in the studio then we have a party at um in Jack at Jacksonville just in uh it's in uh Patterson, New Jersey. So the whole cast to be there, uh will be celebrating and, and it, you know, it's it's gonna be a really good move for us. Um I think a lot more people coming involved. I mean if I could show you the emails, you know, it w- it would blow your mind. All these people that's like seeing the Facebook and the Twitters and uh, watching the, the pilot and people are amazed. I mean, it's like every producer or industry individual, as I can speak in such names as L.A. Reid, you know, people are taking interest in what we're doing, and they're like, wow, this is different. 
I mean, because you have your reality shows, but you don't have a show like this. You know, this show is behind the scenes of how songs are written before these A-lister individuals get their hands on them and, and, you know, and make them into super mega hits. You know, the struggles of, of a songwriter and the producers and what goes on and how the relationships are broken up. You don't even know that re- how many relationships are tarnished and broken up before mm-hmm. a record even makes it to the radio. Wow. Um, so this is what we're trying to show here. And mm-hmm. we're also showing the development state of uh, vocals and being in shape and, you know, all these different things that you have to be a strong, uh, healthy, um, uh, creative individual when you, you know, working on these on these songs. So the show has a lot to offer, and no one's doing it. You know, everybody's showing their lifestyles, you know, but nobody's really sh- – I don't see anything that actually educates me in a lot of the reality shows. I'm not really shooting nobody down, but mm-hmm. I just think if we can each one and teach one, think about all the individuals that you could be helping instead of someone just sitting home laughing. Think about people that you can be helping create, those individuals that want to be just like you. You know what I'm saying? They want to be just like you. How did you get there? You know what I'm saying? I see you getting Grammys. I see you doing this. I see you doing that. But how did you get there? I mean, it yeah. should be a show. You know what I'm saying? It should be a show like like L.A. Cribs, okay? Yeah, you're showing off this, you're showing off that, but how did you get it? Did you work at Walmart? Did you have struggles in your life? You know, do I need to know this as a, as an uh, inspiring artist? How do, you know, or do I just think that I wake up one day and I'm a star? You know, let me know you worked at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Let me know this. Let these kids know this in these schools so that they don't run out here and, and hustling in the streets and all this other stuff just to go in the studio. Let them know that it's a real struggle that those individuals that they look up to, they just didn't have it like that. And that's one thing I, I would like to change. I'm, I have a management company, too. I manage a lot of individuals that I'm talking about in these companies. And what I teach them is, be able to explain where you actually come from. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these interviews, you hear people, I mean, yo, you know, I ran into to Puff and here I am. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that ain't how it happened. And, you, and you're making, a, you're making a, a, an aspiring young child who has talent or whatever the case may be feel like that's that easy, and it's not that easy. You know, tell about, well, tell about the true struggle. T. Shy, what, what are some of the elements that make a hit song? What are some of the elements that make a hit song? Um, melody, um, uh, creative content, you know, being able to 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 stay on uh, these to stay on on the content that will grab a person. You grab them, you hold them, and you release them. And guess what? It's like an adrenaline an adrenaline flow. So now that you've done that, I want I want that again. That was hot. And those are the things you want to put in there, you know. It's like I want to I want to drink that Pepsi again. I want to have that drink again. The same thing is with songwriting. You write, you put things in records and song content that make a person hit replay. Whether it's the hook or whether it's something you you, you said in the lyrics, you want to be able to know what to put in these records. If you're talking about if you're talking about my 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 uh my dog got ran over by a car then I should be able to feel that, you know. I should be able to feel that, and, and it, should, it should make me, uh, my mind should start visualizing seeing someone else go through that. Or maybe one day I saw a dog get ran over by a car. Or maybe my dog got ran over by a car, too. So these are the things you want to put in records, you know, relationships. 
You know, you want to put the true things about relationships. Records today are not really, you know, having those 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 elements of um, of what, you know, what I'm saying. Relationship is like uh, how to how to romance a woman. Where's the foreplay in the record? You know, it's like straight to the headboard or whatever. All these different things, and those are not records that uh, will be around. Your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will not know those records. But they would still know Al Green, and they would still know the songs that their mothers and their fathers <laughs> listen to. You see what I'm saying? Like right now, you can put on any Dusty, and a young kid know it. But you can put on any new record, and a thought would be, "What is that garbage? Or what is that record?" So I understand that there's an age change and a trend change. But the thing about it is, I think I want to be, I want to be in that power. And I think his and hers ain't. We want to be. And that pile of records that will be played throughout generations. Well, melody versus hook, which 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 is which is the um, the main element? Is it melody or hook? Um. Now that that's that's kind of tricky, de- depending on depending on the record, you know, depending on the record. See, because the melody can have a strong force and. Uh, a ballad or uh, a mid-tempo. But when it comes to, like, a club record, it could, it could be the hook every time. It could be the hook, mm. and, it could be the hook, and, the hook and the beat every time. Well, in terms of, I guess if you want to talk, too, about live performance versus studio work, I guess in live performance the hook would be would be the catch, right, because people want to sing along. They want to participate with the artist. Right. Right. You know, the studio, studio is when and I think that's what a lot of people are starting to to not really look at again is that you know put things in the record when you record the record that will be sure catchers when you're performing the record. And sometimes put some of those those elements. I know a lot of things you can't do in the studio, and I tell a lot of my artists that you know because you got to do this over and over and over and over and over. Now, if you're going super crazy in the studio and people catch on to it, they want to hear that note. They want to hear that hook. They want to hear whatever you put in there that, that they fell in love with in that record. And a lot of times, people take it out. They change the show up. A lot of times, they, oh. they use a lot of element, I mean, uh, signal processes and uh, different things in the studio that transform mm-hmm. their voices into something that creates an energy, that creates um, a, um, um, a frequency that that will grab you, you know. So, and and then they can't do it every night. So now they have to so, change. So should a should a, a songwriter write to the the idea of how that song will be translated in performance? Mhm. I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> I knew you didn't hear me, but where you at? <laughs> no, but I, I was getting back in the van. We got to get back on the road. Okay, I was wondering. I'm asking you: Should a songwriter write the song? Um, in 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 writing the song, should they envision how the song would be translated in performance? Yes, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And uh, I'm not knocking a lot of songwriters that are not uh, vocalists or you know can at least hum a melody. But I think those are the most creative ones because when you're writing, you can you know, you can express yourself more. It's mm. like, you know, we we can write words on the paper, but, oh, boy, if you can sing, 
Oh, boy, if you can hum that melody. If you can hear a melody without it actually being produced, and and you and you and you uh, a good lyricist, is, there's no there's no possible way that you can't produce uh, nine times out of ten some great hits. So a songwriter should have some experiential um, background or knowledge or you know some some interaction with live performance when they're when they're writing music. It shouldn't just be studio work. Is that correct? Right. And that's that's. That's what that's what we that's what I think we stand apart from a lot of situations. I mean, uh, his and hers ain't producers and writers are vocalists. You know what I mean? They are, they have experience in performance. Some may not be as active as an artist at the, at this point, but it's still there, and that helps mm. bring out the create. They help bring out the creativity in the song. It's like oh. it amazes me when we're in a studio session and we got twelve members or or eight members there and. Every every one of them can sing. Every one of them can get in on the vocal arrangement. Everyone can get in on the uh, on the production. You know that that makes me that makes me feel like we have a dynamic force of individuals mm-hmm. that are super super talented. Um, T. Shire, are you in the van now? Yeah, I'm in the van. Okay, so you can continue talking because I'm enjoying this conversation. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm in the van now. Okay. We're rolling. We back on the road. We rolling. <laughs> Okay, now, you know, one of the things I always wondered about um, when when a writer writes a song, you, I've, I've heard artists say, I hear the melody. What do you mm-hmm. say to a new writer coming in? Is is there a formula to, is there a formula, um, verse, verse, then comes hook, 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 verse, you know, is there a formula? Um, well, there's definitely a, a formula in writing the song, you you have intro, and then you have hook, and then some songs you may have intro, and then verse, and then hook, and then verse, and then uh, it could be a third verse. If not, there'll be a bridge, and then there'll be a vamp. Um, but depending on the type of record it is, uh, you know, uh, just just say for instance, you have a strong ballad. Um, you want to you want to immediately start with that hook. You don't want to just have like a. You can have like maybe a, a, a two bar or four bar intro, but then you want to come with a hook that grab me. So now after you grab me with that hook, I'm expecting them lyrics to blow me out the water. So, you know, you get you want to you want to structure it in that manner. A club record is different. You know, the club record is you know you want to hit them with the hook, and the hook is so catchy and the beat is so, and the melody is so strong with the uh, with the hook that. You know, you can let it play for a while and then come back and repeat the hook again and throw a little chant. You ain't really put a whole verse in there, and that's how some of the club records are, and because they're repetitive to uh, you just hearing the hook or the chant that leads the record. You know, but when you're talking, aren't um, we talking like a ballad, uh, a straight R&B love ballad, or maybe a, a pop song? You know, uh, pop, most pop songs. You you really have to deal with um, 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 I call it um, I call it um, um, skin catchers. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to <laughs> you know you just get them chills. Like whatever you're talking about, it's like you got a person like memorize and they 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 listen to this record and it's about some culture, it's some pop culture, or it has it's talking about uh, a situation that. 
Shy? Yes. I'm losing you. Well, yeah, I went in the mountains. You know, some you know somebody singing something about the same topic as an R&B song. It's different to hear the same topic in a country song or a pop song. Mm. You know. Okay. So topic is important, too. We have a caller yeah. on the line, um, a young man named Anthony, uh, wants to ask you a question, T-Shy. Okay. Anthony, hey. your mic is live. T-Shy, how you doing? How you doing, Anthony? How you doing? All right, all right. I um, I know you personally, so one of the things that I wanted to bring out for the listening audience that's uh, on the Keys 107 network, uh, because Sister Rafika is very well uh Established in the music industry as well as her husband, and it's no okay. telling who's listening. Who's listening on this show? I wanted I wanted you to speak on what type of support you could you could use to make this transition from an upstart company to a, a independent force field, a conglomerate in the music industry. Which I know that that's your goal. What type of support could you use right now to help you make this transition? Because most of the things that you do is out of pocket, right? This, this trip that you're taking right now. Y'all paying for this yourself. What type of support could you use to help this transition be a little bit more comfortable for you, Brandy, Rashawn, and the rest of the people associated with the Writers Rumbles and His and Her Inc.? Well, okay, the um, only transition I could I could say would be what you know I think what anybody would need would be uh, financial backing. I mean, we've we've been doing all this out of pocket. Uh, even with our, our our TV deal, I mean, we didn't get a development deal for the first season, and so we put all this ourselves, you know. We and uh, we know that it's greater later, but if if there's someone out there that believes in the vision, or if there's some label or some entity or some type of uh, franchise, or you know, we we would like everybody, you know, to uh, to bring that to the table, you know, and um, you know, contact us and see how we can. Uh, you know, orchestrate some type of uh, business uh, partnership. Uh, uh, you know, with the especially with the reality show. I mean, the doors are open. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm talking to people every day. You know, a lot of people that I'm dealing with is, is based on, um, you know, they having a product that they want to push on the show or whatever the case may be. And a lot of people think I'd be wrong when I shoot some things down, but it's not really shooting it down. I'm just trying to educate you. I mean, if I if I was going to get involved with something that had, you know, 59 or, you know, 60 million uh, households, even Brazil, uh, Europe, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, all these different places that the show was going to reach, I think I would want to have a connection with some type of manufacturer or something of that sort that can, that can handle the global um, uh, response uh, to the show because, you know, anything that – you start to uh, sponsor or endorse in terms of product placement, people are going to want to purchase that. Uh, it becomes a part of our merchandising. So if you can't hold, you know, handle the supply and demand of, of millions of people, then, you know, I don't think, you know, it's something you should just want us to just wear on the show or something like that. I told a gentleman yesterday who had a T-shirt line, I said, you know, he said, well, I'm making like 10 T-shirts in the garage. I'm like, dude, you're talking about a million people, <laughs> you know, and then he said, well, how would you suggest I do it? I said, how I would suggest you do it is that you do the research on anything that you're getting involved with uh, in terms of um, being a clothing designer, producer, writer, uh, have a studio, whatever the case may be. But you learn everything about what you're doing. You just don't 
just do things to do it. Learn what it takes to take it to the next level. And I told them, I said, you know what I would do? I would I would get a letter of intent from me and work out an agreement with me for the writer's rumble. But at that point, I would take that to a manufacturer and say, you know what, I got this reality show, and they got 60 million households. So I can guarantee that this product will be viewed, and they they guarantee that they're going to wear my product on the show. Then you come back to me and tell me that you have a manufacturing uh, deal and so forth. And so those are the things that I'm working on right now, basically trying to help the independent uh, independent companies come up as well, but you still want to have your business plan together when you come to me. That's just all, all I'm saying. You can't come to me and you're not prepared to make the necessary moves to cover a global expansion of merchandising. So, um, T-Shy, let me just be clear. Um, you are saying that people, businesses, um, developers, designers, have opportunities to do product placement on the let's, uh, on the uh, Writers' Rumble. Mm-hmm. So that's an awesome yeah. um, opportunity for you to throw out to our listening public. Let me just let everyone know the list. The call-in number is 213-943-3618, 213-943-3618. And if you want to talk to um, T, T. Shy or Brandy, just um, hit the number one on your keypad to let me know um, engineering by myself today. Of course, I have my, my young assistant next to me um, helping out on the board, but um that is an awesome opportunity, and I'd like to bring you back, um, T-Shy, during the month of April to delve deeper into product placement because that is an area that is not discussed in the general public in terms of branding yourself and marketing yourself. Right. And that, that's, that's the difference between the Writer's Rumble. The Writer's Rumble, we're not, we're not so self-contained that we, we, have, we have, like I said, we, we're working on, base, uh, on helping people. You know, we're helping the artists, we're helping the writers, we're helping the producers. Uh, we have a we have a new artist spotlight on the show where you know your artists can be showcased in front of millions of people. We'll play the music on the show and different scenes segments of the show. At the end, we'll give out all the information for uh, the social networking. Uh, you know, so you know, just have to contact us. You know, uh, the writers one at gmail dot com and uh, let us know. Submit your artists. Uh, submit your plan. Submit your company. Submit whatever it is that you that you're doing, and you and you're trying to brand it and get it out there. Uh, someone gave us an opportunity, and we want to surely give you one. So, um, and I'm not saying that this is free, but it's definitely not gonna uh, it's not gonna hurt you to where as though you know you won't be able to see a results from from your investment. So, you know, anybody like I said, if you have, you know, it's wrong. You know, I think pretty much everything we've been doing lately. Uh, in terms of uh, wardrobe and uh, apparel and different things, I think we've been working on a lot of uh, non-exclusive situations. And the reason we're doing that is so that we can work with a lot of different people and help a lot of people. Uh, I'll just put this out there. We had an opportunity with Nike um, and and the premature state of the show, like I said before. We're just not making those those jumpy decisions. You know, We didn't want to be locked into a situation because we're in, in the development uh, state of building. Yeah, we could have went with Nike. Yeah, we could have got a big contract. But then we just been locked in wearing Nike, and we couldn't help individuals that may have a new clothing line or, or something like that. We we kind of like building the buzz, and that's that's what we're about. We're building the buzz, help build your brand. So, like I said before, you know, it's the writers rumble at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, my name is Alex. Uh, 
Alex T. Shot Tillman on Facebook, which is T. Shot Tillman on Facebook, uh, Manager T. Shot on Twitter. Uh, also, His and Hers Inc. has uh, a Twitter and Facebook. Um, so just look us up. Uh, contact Alex, everybody. Can you, can you repeat your email address? Um, I have a couple of them. You can, you can hit me. Uh, um, it's it's T. Shy. Uh, MGT at gmail dot com. Okay. T C T C H I A R T I S T M G T at gmail dot com. And on Facebook is uh, T Shot Tillman. Please become my friend. Twitter is Manager T Shot. Also, uh, the Writers Rumble uh, is uh, at Writers Rumble on uh, on the Twitter, and the, the email is the Writers Rumble at gmail dot com. And, and for those of you who are um, in our listening family, the um, the, mon- the handles for all of the Twitters that Tishai just mentioned are in the episode description area. When you log on to the website, you can see that. And um, I think sometime in the future, Tishai, I'm going to give you a, a buzz, and then you and I can talk about it a little further. And we can put that information up on the Keys107network.com uh, website so people can go there and find out more. Um, very excited about this opportunity, um, and thank you right. for even um, coming on and presented that. And Anthony, you know, uh, you you make a good co-host. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, wow. I got a, I, I got a question for you, real quick. Well, not so much a question. I want you to share with the listening audience what uh, T Shot stands for. Oh, T Shot stands for Talented Chicago, um, and I believe that that's what I believe in Talented Chicago. I can't count for all of Chicago, but I just can count for the talent that I get involved with because it's a, I'm, it's a full artist development situation. Okay. No. Well, really we're gonna we're gonna take another break, and uh, if if Brandy is available, uh, Tisha, I'd like to bring her back and I'll wrap this up. But again, my offer stands firm. I'm gonna call you and schedule you to come back during the uh, month of April and talk further about what is product placement, just give some background on that, and then talk about some steps to prepare preparation, right. like you said. And then, right. again, we'll offer make that opportunity clear. And um, also, as you know, you may know that Anthony is coming on to Keys um, next month with his partner, Carol Marsh, who's our next guest, coming up at 7 o'clock. So, Anthony, okay. I think that you can also uh, take this um, opportunity to, to bring this on your show as well. Um, okay. T Tisha is a family member. We uh we happen to be very <laughs> close with each other, and um, yes, he'll definitely be a part of the show on a regular basis, <laughs> giving updates about the things that they are doing because they stay very busy. Um, but before you let him go, I want I want to give him an opportunity to. Uh, James told me to not be shy about asking for things that it, that may be needed in the. Uh, in, in, in the show with Tisha, if you can share with the listening audience uh, your need for a camera crew. I remember, remember you mentioning something about that. Um, if you could share with them a little bit more, that would be great. This would be a good time for that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, definitely. Um, <clears throat> we want to give that opportunity to a lot of those individuals, like I said, that's uh, cinematography, uh, photographers, you know, to become a part of uh, what we're doing in our family globally. Um, the, also, the Writers, the Writers Rumble is going to be promoted just like a new artist signing a major record deal. So there will be a major world tour for the Writers Rumble. And we would definitely uh, be interested in having our own crew, just like now we're building families now, um, so everybody be familiarized with the cast and the crew and, 
and we, we can travel together and we can work together throughout all the states. Because the Writers' Room will, uh, throughout the seasons, which um, it will be in um, Chicago next year, then it will be uh, Los Angeles and Atlanta, uh, Miami. And uh, so we're going to be traveling out, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, there will be auditions in all those different states and cities. And we want to be able to uh, welcome in some of these people that are very talented behind the scenes of uh, cinematography, photography, lighting, audio, and give them a chance to work with our show, you know. And that's like I said, I told you, this is a helping show. Uh, not only just, you know, we just want somebody to help us, we want you to help us to help yourself, you know, to get that credit, you know, uh, on this show and everything else. And so if you're interested, like I said, hit us up. We're in New York this weekend. Uh, we're filming. Uh, we always welcome them. I mean, the network had um, they had us on a situation where as though they wanted to have eight to ten cameras uh, filming, but to catch the, just the uh, the contour element of what they want in the next ten episodes. So if you're a camera person, you're in the New York area, definitely you know uh, give me a shout out and come on out. We we're gonna be working until uh, until Sunday evening, and then we're headed back to Chicago. So if you're looking to come out and get some work, and a lot of a lot of people tell me they get an experience from being around other camera people and other directors and people that, you know, so I, I believe in everybody educating each other. You know, I had a lot of guys that have learned something from being around photo shoots that we've done and from other photographers. So, you know, come on out, you know, work with a team, get your name on the credit, add another notch to your belt, uh, you know, let's rumble. Let's rumble. I like that. Well, Tisha, I thank you so much for taking your time and, and talking to us, and I believe that nothing happens um, by chance, even though it wasn't scheduled to talk so, to talk to you. It was on time and appropriate. Um, is, is Brandy still around? Yeah, hold on one sec. Oh, he's way oh, in the oh, back oh. of the van. <laughs> Hold on one second, please. Okay, hello. Hi, Brandy. Hi. Yes, I just wanted to wrap up with you um, okay. and just tell you thank you. Um, I know that this was a, a juggling act that you had to do to make this interview happen today as you were on the road and in the process of, you know, preparing to, to uh, videotape or if not actually doing it while we were speaking. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. And Keys 107, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so also um, we're going to check in with you from time to time and find out, you know, what's going on, and maybe you can give us some previews of what's going to happen in the future with these teams. Now, it's two teams competing, is that correct? Uh, approximately four, and it may change. Oh, it's four. Yes. Okay. And you say it may yes. change. It may change based on the top rider on each team. So you will see. It'll be a surprise. Okay, well, listen, you have a, a home base here at the Keys 107 Network between myself and the Rook with Anthony King and Carolyn Marsh. That's coming up very shortly. So I'm going to let you guys get to the business of traveling and, um, you know, give uh, T-Shy a big old hug for me. Give him a big old Keys 107 hug and tell him thank you. Thank you so very much. All right, well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, allowing us to come on as well. You guys travel safe, okay, and duck the mountains, okay. right? 
but yes, we're going through the mountains. <laughs> I feel for you. Travel safe. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Okay, Bye-bye. coming up, um, coming up in the next hour of um, women in business and those making things happen. Um, our second part of our four-part series of the month of March celebrating women. We're going to come back after this brief message. Hold tight. This is NYBY, and you are tuned into the Keys 107 Network on Blog Talk Radio, opening doors to endless possibilities. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Awesome. Welcome back. As you know, tonight we're highlighting women in business and those making things happen during the Women's History Month. Well, Carolyn Marsh is a woman who is in business and she is certainly making things happen. She's here and ready to talk to us about the importance of marketing and she's going to give us about seven tips on marketing for success. Carolyn Marsh is the Principal and Managing Director of Contemporary Christian Concepts, CCC, Known for their graphic, web design, financial review, life coach, accounting, marketing, and fundraising services. Welcome, Carolyn, to the Keys 107. And just to let you know, uh, Carolyn, along with her partner, Anthony King, will be hosting a show coming up in the near future. We expect them to debut around early April. The name of their show is The Rook, R-O-O-K, Roses in Roses Out of Concrete. Welcome, Carolyn. Welcome to the Keys 107. Thank you so much, Rafika. How are you Hi, doing Carol. today? I'm good. You know, I just want to give out the call-in number again. It's um, 213-943-3618. That's um, 
943-3618 and press the number one on your keypad if you want to talk. And um, also, before we jump into Carol Carolyn Marsh's background, I would like to send out a very special, special thank you to um, South African recording artist and jazz musician Ernie Smith, who's celebrating a birthday today. And I won't say how old he's going to be, but Ernie Smith um, provided the music that we were listening to in the background of your intro and also of the intro for um, Brandy Jackson. Um, thank you, Ernie Smith. Um, we look forward to hearing more of your wonderful music. And the name of that song, I have to get it. I'll tell you a second. <laughs> okay, Carolyn, are you ready? Welcome. Welcome to the Keys 107 on Block Talk Radio. Well, thank you again. I and appreciate that wonderful. <laughs> well, me your okay? mic is live, and um, yeah. we're going to just jump right in with right in with some information on your background. You know, I want to know how you got involved with marketing before you gave out the seven tips. Let's just jump right into it. Well, okay. Well, how I got into marketing. I didn't specifically go directly into it. There were a lot of other things going on. At one time, I was employed in the private sector. I was employed in the public sector. And after leaving both of those sectors, I thought I can put the same amount of time and energy into building my own business. And actually, this is the third consulting firm that I've developed. And in doing so and starting your own business, of course, you've got to figure out how to market yourself. So that's where a lot of our focus and energy initially went, to establish a presence in the community and just to let people know we're out here and these are the products and or services that we have available for them. So that's sort of how the marketing came about, to promote and generate business for our own consulting efforts. Now, tell me a little bit about the vision. You have you have in your biography that your vision is to be the preferred authority on advancing the kingdom of God through creative concepts that will transform the way that faith-based organizations, churches, market, promote, and manage their ministry. Absolutely. Um, that's a vision that came about because currently where we're located, we have a lot of churches who are... I guess for lack of better phrasing, maybe not sort of underserving the community. And there are a lot of churches who want to either develop or extend their outreach efforts, and they're really not sure about how to go about that. Also, internally, um, they're looking at restructuring and just doing things differently, increasing their congregation, getting their messages out there, um, expanding the media presence that they may or may not have. So um, in order to help them do that at the level they want to do that, that's where our vision comes in. And some of the churches and nonprofits, they're a little bit caught up in the tradition. So what we do, and as we say in our vision, is to come in with creative concepts. Those are concepts that are a little bit more technologically adept and cutting edge, and we embrace that tradition along with the more contemporary concepts. And collaboratively, we come up with um, methods and concepts that are going to help them better 
promote, market, and manage, and eventually grow their ministry. Okay, so, and also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was finished. <laughs> Carolyn? Go ahead. <laughs> Were go you right really ahead. finished? It's okay if you wasn't. I am, yes, I am. Okay, well, let's just move on and um, go right into the seven tips, um, which is the bulk of our conversation today, um, marketing. Give us an overview um, on tips and strategies, what is marketing, and, and why is it necessary? Okay, and I guess we can um, say that's going to be tip number one. First of all, what's important is I think we need to um, understand what marketing is and, as you said, why it's necessary. Um, Marketing, it's the process of communicating the value of the product or services you have to your customers. Um, Sometimes it gets interpreted as the art of selling your products, but... um, Sales are only part of the marketing. So it's really important to understand what the value is of those products and services that you have. Um, And another thing that's really important is a lot of times you hear people interchanging the terms marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. While they're somewhat similar, they're very different. They're very distinct. Um, Sometimes when people are calling me and they're saying, I need advertising, I need marketing, and to get a little bit of a clear picture, I will differentiate between the two. So what I'll do is I'll do that now. Um, As I said, what happens is sometimes people confuse marketing with advertising or vice versa. So while both components are important, they are very different. And you need to know and understand that difference when doing your market research so you can put your company on a path to substantial growth. So marketing, or rather let me start with advertising. Advertising is the paid, public, non-personal announcement of an extremely persuasive message to identify a sponsor. And um, you may do that... um, Oh, let's see. You can do that with ad placement. Um, You can do that in newspaper, direct mail. It's done on billboards, radio, television, and, of course, now more predominantly on the Internet. Now, marketing is more more like systematic planning and implementation, and it's controlling a varied mix of business activities intended to bring your buyers and sellers together to exchange or transfer products or goods. Now, I know that may sound a little bit academic, but it's I think it's very it's a very good and distinct way to differentiate between the two. And more simplistically, the best way to distinguish between the two is sort of think of marketing as a pie. And inside that pie, you have slices of advertising, um market research, media planning, public relations, um, distribution, sales strategy, and some other things. So advertising is only one piece of the pie in the marketing strategy. So that's sort of a more simplistic and good way to differentiate between the two. So that's something else. Um, I would say that's probably tip number two. 
to understand the difference between marketing and advertising and to understand that you do need both of those. Um, then I would say, let's see, I think we're on tip number three. Identify a target market. It's really important. A lot of times people will start a business, they want to promote a sales or a service, and they just think, I'm going to saturate the world or the community or wherever they are with what it is I'm doing. But what happens is your efforts can get so broad and you can lose focus and momentum. So it's really good to identify a group of customers, a specific group, and aim your um, marketing efforts at those particular people. Um, I think a really well-defined target market is the first and best element to your marketing strategy. So identify who it is you want to reach out there and who it is you want to target. Um, another aspect of your target group, I think, is it's called market segmentation. And this is also a marketing strategy, but it's sort of a subset of your target market. Even though you've identified the group of people that you want to aim at and focus where you want to sell your products or services, sometimes you need to um, come up with the more ideal market segment. And that may mean taking that group and dividing it into more specific customers because different groups are going to have different needs, desires, and they're going to have different uses. So just look very specifically at what it is you're marketing, your service and your product, and look for very specific groups who may need, really want what it is you have to sell. Uh, let's see. I think we are on, are we on tip number five? No, we're on tip number four. We talked about marketing. We talked about the target market. And then we talked about marketing, market segmentation. Okay. Um, let's talk about marketing strategy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make some little notes here while I'm going along. Um, marketing strategy is really important. Um, it, it's kind of overall the process that you're going to organize and concentrate on and focus your research, or I'm sorry, your resources on. Um, it sort of serves as the underlining tool to form your marketing plan around. And this is designed to fill market needs and to reach your marketing objectives. So you sort of put together, I'm trying to explain this in a more simplistic way, it just, it, 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 you've got to scan both your internal and external environments. And um, you need to factor in what's called plus perform performance analogous, analogy and analysis and strategic constraints. Um, some of this requires modeling. Some of this requires taking a look at um, your consumer's environment, where you are, what it is you want to achieve, um, and I think that's what's really important, thinking about in your strategy what it is you really want to achieve. And before you put that strategy together, you have to think about what part of the market you want to dominate. So you think, am I going to enter this market as a leader, 
Am I going to be a challenger? Am I going to be a follower? Or am I just going to create a little niche and I'm going to do really well with that small piece of the target market? So strategy is really important as well. Um, Let's see. Um, Something that's really, really important is I want to talk about branding. And branding is really important. It doesn't matter how large or how small your company is. And when I say branding, some of the things that immediately come to mind are that you have larger companies like McDonald's. They're immediately branded when you see because of the golden arches that they have. So they are branded by their logo. So that's one type of branding. Um, you also have things like taglines or catchphrases. For example, you know, the bounty paper towels, the quicker picker upper. Um, you can also brand by colors. You have different companies that are known right away by their colors. Um, by scents, um, by particular taste. Like we all know the difference between how KFC food or the chicken tastes and Popeyes, but they're also branded by their taste. So it's really important to think about branding because that's going to help you to establish a really good, um, what's going to help you position well in the market. And you want people to know you, whether it's by your logo whether it's by your tag name, whether it's by your customer service. You have some companies that offer really great customer service, and that becomes their brand. Um, Let's see. I'm just trying to skim through because I know we're going to go over some of these things in detail. Um, Also, think about your marketing plan and the planning process. And... That's a lot, so I guess we can go over that after we finish going through the um, seven tips here. And I think, let's see, was that number six? You are up to number six. Nothing. Thank you, you have so two much. More to go. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, you know, when you're when you're talking, it's funny. There's just so much. Um, also, I think what's important too. Let's do. Let's talk about marketing concepts. Um, concepts are important because you've got to think about um, the basis from which you are going to orientate your customer and just the concepts that you're going to – these are going to be the underlying base for which, on which you build your marketing plan. And that can include your social marketing and networking. That's your branding. Those are the relationships that you build. And um, that's part of the um, contemporary approach approach to um, orienting people. And let's say, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the um, let's talk a little bit about the competing concepts within the within the marketing plan. Okay, the competing concepts that are within the market. Well, let me ask you this. Can can we mention, too, um, I know when we were talking, we discussed a little bit earlier, we talked about Internet strategies. So um, I think Internet marketing is really important, too. 
Um, a lot of people I find are resistant to using the computer because they either don't trust it or they're not very familiar with it, so they tend to shy away from it. And there is an extensive market out there, um, and, and you miss the opportunity to establish, I think, an extensive customer base by not doing the Internet marketing. Now let's define or let's just let's just segment what what entities are involved when you say internet marketing or outlets what outlets are involved um in internet marketing what outlets are involved are of course facebook um facebook is a great place to market it's a great place to um reach out to your customers with video um, with any type of promotional deals, um, you can also send out surveys. It's a good place to capture leads as well. So Facebook um, is a good tool. Also email marketing. Um, you can also use Facebook for that as well, but it's really good to build a email customer base. So if you've got new products, new services, you want to send out and you've been building this list, then you can send out that information via email. Um, another Well, looks like um, our guest, uh, Carolyn, has dropped the line, and we're going to give her a moment to check back in. That's some very strange energy going on today with the Internet radio here. We had Brandy drop a line. We had uh, Carolyn drop a line. And, you know, whenever I get the opportunity um, to, to take a natural break, I just like to pop in one of those wonderful commercials we have. So let's hold tight and let's listen to some background about the final call. Keys 107 and the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, The Final Call follows in the tradition of Muhammad Speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam. Founded in the 1930s as the final call to Islam, the newspaper evolved into Muhammad Speaks in the 1960s and boasted a circulation of 900,000 a week with monthly circulation of 2.5 million. Today, the final call newspaper serves a readership of diverse economic and educational backgrounds, including circulation in North America, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. Read the final call newspaper can find one of the beautifully bow-tied representatives in your community or read FinalCall.com. The Keys, with your hostess, Sister Rafika Muhammad. Well, we're back. We're back with Carolyn, and she's on the line. And just to recap what we were talking about, we were listing the seven seven tips that Carolyn is offering um, us on marketing strategies and just understanding some basic principles in marketing. And we said the first tip was um, 
marketing, target your market, market segmentation, marketing plan, competing concepts, internet marketing, and branding. Did I leave anything out, Carolyn? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I think what happened when um, the signal dropped, I think we were talking about the different types of internet marketing. Yes, we were talking about social networking, Facebook. Right. And then I was talking about the um, email marketing. Um, also, two terms that are really familiar now, and um, well, not familiar, but really popular, and are becoming more familiar. You hear the acronyms um, SEM and SEO. And um, SEO is the, well, let's talk about, well, we'll talk about SEO first. That's search engine optimization. And um, that's sort of the process that affects the visibility of a website or a web page. And um, what happens is the more frequently the site appears in, your, in the search results list, the more visitors will receive from the search engine, engine's users. So it sort, of lay, it sort of moves you up in the search selection when you use a browser and you're using particular phrases or words, your website may come up more often or I guess more simplistically closer to the top. So there is a writing style that's acquainted with that. So you want to use different words that are going to obviously appear within the website and also what is very helpful too is in your domain name, if these words appear as well, they're going to, your site is going to come up more often. Then you hear the term SEM, and that acronym stands for, for Search Engine Marketing. Now, um, this is the process as well that helps to promote your website um, by increasing the visibility as well. And then there's another term called PPC or pay-per-click. And what happens is this is done using, um, I guess you want to call it an advertising model that's used to direct traffic websites. And what happens is that the advertisers, they pay the publisher, um, who is typically the website owner, when the ad gets clicked. And it's sort of a simplistic way of saying it's the amount that you spend to get an advertisement clicked. So these are some of the ways that you can build your customers. And that's really what you constantly want to be doing. Not only do you want to increase and build your customer base, but you also want to maintain your customer base. And there are other things you can do like display advertising, and that includes um, logos, photographs, other images, maps, that display advertising. And um, these things also help to promote, promote and increase the visual effectiveness of your website, directing people to it, or even your Facebook page, where, as I said, you can play these videos, and that's something our company does as well. We create really dynamic videos. We actually do great PowerPoint presentations, which um, look like videos as well. And you, once you've directed people either to your Facebook page 
or to your website, these videos can be used for the purpose of selling services, products, and goods, as well as um, it's a very good, it's a very dynamic work sample so that they can also see the quality and level of work you do. So those are some of the types of intranet marketing. You spoke earlier about a resistance that people have with uh, internet marketing. Where do you think that resistance comes from? I think that resistance comes from really not understanding the web. Um, sometimes there are people who I meet who they've never been on the web before, and they think it's used for things other than networking and building a business, they really have this idea that people use it for illicit or <laughs> just just means that are not that, that are non business. Um I recently had a conversation with someone who told me I should get off of Facebook because all these terrible things were happening and people were being abducted and you've got to be careful who you're talking to and I was trying to explain to them that that is a place that I get a lot of business from, and I can't do that. So a lot of it just happens to do with people being, I think, uninformed. Um, there's rumor, there's innuendo, and if no one's really sat down with them to show them how powerful the web is and that it is a legitimate tool for marketing and doing business, then they have these other perceptions. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between the SEOs and the SEMs again, and this all relates to a person, a business that has a person in business who has a website, and if that person does not have a website, then this SEO, the search engine um, uh, optimization and the SEMs, the search engine marketing, this doesn't apply. Is that correct? Um, yeah, you're correct. And when you're talking about... Um SEOs, which are search engine optimizers or optimization, um, it, it's an Internet marketing strategy. And the, the SEOs consider how search engines work. Um, it's looking at what people search for, the actual search terms or keywords typed into the search engines. And to be more specific, that's if you're using Google, if you're using Yahoo. So depending on what it is you're typing in those words you select to find what you're looking for. So um, those are the kind of things that may be preferred by your target audience. So um, optimizing a website may involve editing its content, its content mm -hmm. and context. Um, HTML, which is a programming language, um, it's a code. It's um, you may have to even change how you program. And meaning to code to both increase the relevance to those specific keywords to remove certain barriers for indexing activities of the search engines. So sometimes you have to go into the actual code itself. You have to place keywords throughout the website. And as I said, it's really helpful in your domain name if you, for example, say if you're selling cheap auto insurance, you may want to call your your website or your domain name, name it cheapautoinsurance.org, cheapautoinsurance.com. 
that's going to even give you a higher level of visibility, as well as sprinkling those particular words throughout your website. So that's, as I said, that's an Internet strategy. And it helps the, to um, affect the vis visibility of your website. Now, when you're talking about um, SEM, which is search engine marketing, it's sort of a subset of this. Um, it's also a form of Internet marketing as well, and it also involves the promotion of your website by increasing your visibility. And this is done in, I think they're called SERPs, which is an acronym for Search Engine Results Pages, and this is also through optimization and advertising. And what it does is you're, you're kind of adjusting or rewriting your content as well on the pages. So they're sort of subsets of one another, but optimally what you're doing is you're using key terms and phrases on the website as well as in your coding and as well as in your domain name to give you higher visibility. So let's say that the person who owns the business is not a web developer and has no no technical um no technical ability to develop their own site. What are, what are some of the questions that they should go when they when they ask when they're vetting a website development company? What are some of the questions they should ask because if this um search engine optimization is critical to their um increasing their presence on the internet, what should they ask? Well, I think that's an excellent question. And what I run into is a lot of people think they go to a graphic design firm and you have some firms advertising that they do marketing and advertising, but actually what they're doing is they're just building you a website. They don't guarantee that you're going to have optimal results in the searching, that more people are going to be coming to your site, that they're going to do things that are going to help drive the traffic to the site. Now, there are companies who do do web design, and they will help you with these SEM and SEO processes, but it's typically not included in the rate for building a website. So I would say one of the things you want to ask is, you know, I want maximum visibility. Explain that to me, and a lot of people just want to know when somebody's using a search engine and they type in whatever words they're going to type in to look for whatever services or products they're looking for, I want my company's name to come up within the first 10 to 15 results. So I would think you need to find out how that needs to happen. And those are definitely one of the questions to ask. And also, um, I think it's it's important to understand that some of these things are they're marketing strategies. They're not necessarily acquainted with or associated to just building a website. Because as I said, they will give you, if you don't ask, typically you'll get the basics. So is that is that usually an additional charge? Um, I find we do it when we are bidding on developing a website, we sort of give you, we make available all the bells and whistles. We listen to the client, 
and we make sure we understand what it is you want so that we can impart that to your prospective audience or clientele. But then we also make recommendations as well. Even if you don't say, hey, I want to get up in the initial 20, one, between 1 and 20 um, of the results that come up, these are things that we offer and this is what we ask of them. But we also talk about marketing and advertising hand-in-hand with the website development. Because as I said, some people get confused and they think, I've got a website, I've got business cards, I've got these promo cards, I'm good to go. But essentially what you have is a car with no tires. So what we do is we will build the car, we'll put the tires on it for you, and we will also show you how to get in and drive your car. So... These are the questions you need to ask, and these are the things you need to think about. Um, How am I going to build my customer base? How am I going to reach prospective or potential clientele? And how am I going to, after I reach these people, what is the best way to market and advertise our products and services? So all of that works hand-in-hand. And as I said, We do quote that separately, but we offer you the full package. We don't just build a website and walk away, and then you're left sort of standing holding the bag, and you don't get any momentum off of all these efforts and the money that you've spent. I was told one time, and tell me what you think about this, um, in in terms of building that that, uh, presence using those SEO terms, is to brainstorm, create a list of of words that are germane to your website or your business. Then um, use something, uh, a tool such as WordPot, www.wordpot.com, which you input the words into that site that helps you. um, It's sort of like a discovery tool um, that you can use, and it's free. So for someone who doesn't really understand the back end of the SEO, and then one other thing I want to talk to you about, Carolyn, is um, what is what is the um, engine behind the SEO when we tell people that they need to have these keywords and they may use something as wordpot.com to help them. What is happening behind the scenes that allows those search words to come up? Is there is there an entity involved with that? Is there one place that's driven that churns it out? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure I understand what you're asking me, or that may be a question above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm trying to get at is really what I'm. What I want to say is, let me just be clear: is it all driven through Google, or are there other search engines where the key terms come up? Because I know we use Google Analytics to analyze the traffic that comes to your site and I think that's based on the um the the the, the SEOs that come up. Um you know I, I, I'm not I'm I, I don't know. I'm not you know I'm just I'm trying to be honest. I'm I'm not I don't know if I understand the question. Okay. Let's move on. Um, yeah, I, to, just want, I want to be honest. I mean, I don't want to guess at it. I, I'm not quite sure what you're um, 
and that's okay because what what I what I don't want to happen is for us to get off the track and I think I was doing that but I don't want us to get off the track of our seven points because going into Google Analytics and Google and what role Google, Google plays in um identifying the search terms and allowing your business to come up first for example when you do a search you type in the name of your company or the name right. of the thing that you're looking for in your in right. Google search engine what position is your website coming up as? Is it coming first? Is it coming tenth? Is it coming on the twentieth spot? And how how is it determined what at what level your company comes in? Is it the repetitiveness that Google pulls out of using the the word in the title page? You know, you understand what I mean? Oh, I understand what you mean. Yeah, because I use Google Analytics. And, you know, um, I, I just have to tell you, honestly, um, what goes on in the background, um, and, and, you know, I'm thinking as we're talking, I'm like, gosh, this is like a Hafiz question. <laughs> He's on the yeah. line listening. I would love for him to press number one and answer that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what really goes on in the background to collect all of that information to give you the highest level of optimization Mm -hmm. Um, to move you up. I do know, uh, this little bit I do know, that it has to do with the um, amount of time you've been on the web, the amount of time your your web page has been accessed or viewed. Um, So I do know that those are factors. But everything that's in that equation, um, unfortunately, I don't have the answer to that. Well, that's okay. I would like, if it's okay with you, to move into um, the marketing plan. Sure. Oh, boy, the marketing plan. That's scary for most people, Carolyn, because as soon as you say plan and people's like, oh, God, i got to write something down, you have to put it in paper. You know, it's something about the marketing plan, the business plan that scares people. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the um, marketing plan is actually a – subset of a business plan. And it's fine to have business ideas. It's great to have a vision. It's great to have a mission, goals and objectives. But you got to know how you're going to get there. And um, that's what the marketing plan helps to do. So if you don't have a marketing plan, you may not necessarily get to um, where it is you want to get to. So I would say that when you are, um, and we talked about some of these, but um, when you're putting together a marketing plan, I think you need to think about, um, you you need to be really clear first on what it is exactly that needs to be done. And then you need to be really focused on um, the number of people that you can realistically reach. And that's in identifying your target market. And your goals need to be realistic. I mean, it it should be something that's achievable. You can't say that I'm going to market this service, say, to the city of Chicago and everybody in the city is going to want it, pay for it, and receive it. Um, And putting together the marketing plan You've got some basic things that um, go into this. You need to look at your demographics. Um, You need to define your market. 
You need to look at your market size. Um, you need to look at your participants who are your target group, and even if that group is too big, you need to look at um, segmenting that group. And as I'm talking, you kind of need to put together a um, outline mm-hmm. because there's so much information that some marketing plans you may see, they're extensive, they're huge. Some of these people use them. Some people use them in business plans because they're looking for venture capital, they're going to banks, they're going to private sources looking for funding. So they may have extensive marketing plans, and I think that's what's overwhelming. As you said, you hear the word plan, but you see these extensive marketing and business plans. So I would say look at the size of your business. And that's also going to determine the size of your plan. And in that plans, in that plan, you need to think about your strategies. And that is look at closely at your product. Um, as I said, we talked about geographics, demographics. We talked about the target market. That's also part of the strategy. Um, you've got to look at implementation. How are you going to? How are you going to carry this out? Um, What are going to be your effective methods of selling? What's really important, too, is look at what your advertising costs are going to be. Um, A lot of, I want to say most companies, one of the biggest line items in their budgets are for marketing and advertising. And there's a simplistic phrase to coin, it takes money to make money. So sometimes you've got to put a lot out here. So that's something you want to consider to include in your plan too, what your marketing budget is going to look like. So I would say those are some of the things that you need to consider when you're putting your plan together. Those are some of the basic things. And as I said, it can become very extensive. I've seen people do um, models, um, they're called strategic models. Um, they have some very detailed plans and programs. Um, you'll see an executive summary. People have got strategic initiatives. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. So, if, you know, look at the size of your company. Look at where you are. Look at where you're going and who you want to reach and what it's possibly going to take to reach them. But be really realistic about what it is you're going to spend. What, that are, the is key, really, really what are the key headers that um and, and and another question too. The key headers, what are what are some of the key headers that a that a marketing plan absolutely has to have and is there a a minimum amount of of content that needs to go into a marketing plan before it's acceptable? Absolutely. I would say the ones that I write, um, I always start with, see, this is a little hard because it's somewhat different for a small to maybe medium-sized organization as opposed to a large organization. So you know what I'll do? I'll Let, let me speak to the small to medium segment. Um, I would I always start with an executive summary. Some people put it at the end. I put it at the beginning. Depending on who the audience is, a marketing plan has a lot of information. 
So just like a business plan does. But whoever it is you're presenting it to, I think you want to initially be able to summarize all of the key points in that, elect, in that executive summary, depending on the amount of time the person has to read it and the amount of time you as a presenter have to capture their attention and to get them interested. So I would start with um, an executive summary. Mm-hmm. And then I would um, talk about, hmm, well, I probably include my vision. I would include my mission. So I would say those are key. Include your vision statement, your mission statement. Include your goals and objectives. Um, and identify your marketing strategy. Talk about your product in that strategy. Um, I would say your product's strength and weaknesses. And um, talk about your brand. Um Talk about your brand name, how you're going to brand this. If you do have a logo, if you've got a catchphrase, I would include those as well. Um, And then I would talk about implementation. I would say that's a key subheading. You want to talk about you develop your strategy. Well, now we'd like to hear about how you're going to implement the strategy. So I think that's important. Okay, wow. I don't think that a, a plan really is that scary. I think um if you if you have one or two pages or three pages where you can get these points across um and also uh, um that it, let me finish my thought. I might have a habit of doing that. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, it's it's it doesn't matter if it's three pages or if it's 20 pages. The point is that you have to be able to get these major headline items out the way and they have to be discussed they have to be fleshed out and it and it it because it becomes your blueprint in how you're going to manage your business it's not just a paper that you do because you want to hand it to somebody to get something back it's your guideline it's your blueprint it is it's your roadmap and it also um lends to your credibility so if you're using this to attract investors partners if you're trying to get capital from any source, if you're trying to get a small business loan, a medium-sized business loan, a line of credit, an equity line. Um, And one more thing to add to this, too, is you want to put in here uh, financial information, your budget, your pro pro forma. Um, It's called many things. Um, If you're already in business and you're looking to expand, um, then you want to include financial statements. So you want to have your balance sheet. You want to have your profit and loss statement. Um, You want to have an income statement. Um, So you want to show that this is a viable business. And now we're taking it to the next level. We're now offering these products or services to enhance an existing business. And if it's a new business, then you want to do some forecasting. You want to crunch the numbers. Um, This is the capital that I've got up front. We're putting this into research and development. Um, This is what we're paying the staff. This is what we're going to spend on marketing and advertising. So as I said, it also lends um, to your credibility, your level of seriousness. It solidifies your intent. So whether you've got a marketing plan 
and or a business plan, they're really necessary because, as you just said, Rafika, it's your blueprint and it's the map to where you're going. I mean, if you're taking a long trip and you want to get there safely and successfully, you're going to have a map with you. You can't just jump on the road and just drive haphazardly and expect to reach your destination. And that's these business plans and marketing plans do. Well, Carolyn, I see we have some people on the board, and they have not pressed the number one, so I'm going to give out the call number. It's 213-943-3618, 213-943-3618, and press the number one on your keypad if there is a question or a comment that you want to make um, for Carolyn Marsh. And, Carolyn, to um, re-itemize the list, We've talked about the, the definition for marketing with an overview, understanding what is marketing, the target market with point number two, the market segment number three, the marketing plan number four, and the um, internet marketing number five, and number six is branding. And number seven, you talked about the competing concepts in which businesses can choose to operate. And um, that that is the seven tips. Um, seven strategies to understanding marketing. Now, if you can just summarize all of them, um, I think that would be a good point to go to right now. Did I lose Carolyn again? I'm wondering um, if there's an energy working in our on our blog talk uh, radio um, thing going on today. And I think um, this is a good time to just uh, play some of that beautiful Ernie Smith music and give Carolyn an opportunity to come on back and summarize those points um, when she can. Now, let's see, where is that Ernie Smith at? Well, Ernie Smith is hiding in the background somewhere. He's not coming forward, so I think we can continue with the Gramps Morgan song that we were listening to a little earlier. And, Carolyn, as soon as you come back in, I'll bring your mic back live. This is Rafika, and you're listening to the Keys 107 on the Keys 107 Network on Blog Talk Radio. And we are talking about marketing strategies. Our theme for this month is women in business and those making things happening. We'll be right back. My songs are not... Smiling Get along Being overheard as long 
Well, I, I just love that song, and I think every opportunity I get a moment to play it here on the Keys 107 on Block Talk Radio. Um, when you get an opportunity, go to our website if you want to know some more about our hosts, our upcoming shows, our schedule. And if you want to send us a message for show ideas or suggestions, um, log on to the website, www.thekeys107network.com, thekeys107network.com. And I think the phone demons has allowed Carolyn to enter back into this conversation. <laughs> Carolyn, are you there? <laughs> Now, I'm just going to, to recap because some time has passed, and I think when you know when you're listening to music, your mind kind of wanders a bit. So I'm just going to go into it again. We talked about the definition of marketing. We talked about the marketing, the target market, the marketing segmentation, um, the marketing plan, and we caution people, don't be afraid of it. It doesn't have to be 25 pages. It doesn't have to be a dissertation. It could be three pages, but the point is that it should have, these basic outline headers, the executive summary, your vision statement, your mission statement. It should outline your goals and your objectives. It should identify marketing strategies, and you have to discuss your branding, put your logo in, your catchphrase in, and um, your financial um, information. And, Carolyn, we are so close to, to our running out of time. I'm going to just tell you that I reserve the right to bring you back, and I'm going to give you a special spray so that if the phone demons bother you again, you can just spray them away. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Rafika. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and, you know, um, marketing is critically important, and I don't want to take make light of it, but I just knew that it was important to have you come on and talk a little bit, you know, about it. And Blog Talk is cautioning me, so before we run out of time, I want to thank our listening audience for taking your time to tune in and sit with us. Thanks, Gramps Morgan, for allowing us to play his song, Dream, as our opening song. Thanks, Seven Angels Music, for producing the healthy tip of the day. And um, thanks, James, my co-host, for always hanging in there with me. And know that this show has been recorded for your listening pleasure. You can download the Blog Talk Radio app and play it on your smartphone or your smart device. And you can find a listing of all of our stations on our website is www.thekeys107.com. I am Sister Rafika, and it's always a pleasure spending my time with you. My songs are not smiling songs. Rafika, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Carolyn. The key on Blog Talk Radio. If you don't have the keys on your Blog Talk Radio, then your Blog Talk Radio isn't really on. <laughs>